Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Can you guys hear me okay? Can I get a thumbs up just to make sure everybody cool? Awesome. Praise the Lord, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are uh, just having a great time in the Lord this week. Come on, somebody. Um, and it's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be in the presence of God. And it's a great day to be gathering together to uh, go through His Word. Uh, before we get into it, um, just a couple things. Um Come on, we got church this weekend. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend. Pastor Brendan is back with us to continue the series of How Do I Know uh, God's Will for My Life this weekend. And then, come on, Mother's Day is right around the corner. We got a lot of stuff going on. We got child dedications. I think we got like over 20 or over 15 children. I'm sorry, not 20, over 15 children that are going to be dedicated on Mother's Day. Um, and it's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. So start, make sure you mark down your calendars for that. Make sure you invite somebody to church this weekend to come sit with you and we are going to have a great time. Amen. All right. Today we're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 11, chapter 11. And I double checked to make sure I was in the right chapter because I, you guys know me sometimes I'm in the wrong one and you know, uh, but the Lord speaks anyways, amen? <laughs> Deuteronomy, it's 11, right, Doug? It's 11? All right, cool. Just making sure. Just making sure. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you um, just for the breath that is in our lungs. God, uh, I was impacted when I, I heard someone say the other day, uh, we ought to be thankful that we have a day because there are people who would wish they had a day to be able to say and so, Lord, we just thank you that you have given us another day of life, another day of breath. Uh, Father, we pray that as we uh, study your word, God, that it would come alive in us, that it would breathe life into us, that it would encourage us, that it would teach us, that it would correct us, rebuke us, God, um, in the areas that need to be rebuked. And so, Lord, we just pray uh, that we would just not be hearers of your word, but that we would be doers of your word. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, let's get it in. Deuteronomy chapter 11, which I actually genuinely enjoyed. Um, and it starts like this. It says, and I'm reading the NIV version, the NIV version. Um, Love the Lord your God and keep his requirements his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. Remember today that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God, his majesty, his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, the signs he performed, and the things he did in the heart of Egypt, both to the Pharaoh king of Egypt and to his whole country, 
what he did to the Egyptian army, to its horses and chariots, how he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea as they were pursuing you, and how the Lord brought lasting ruin on them. It was not your children who saw what he did for you in the wilderness, for you in the wilderness until you arrived at this place. And what he did to Dathan and I, Abiram, Abiram, sons of Eliab, the Reubenite, when the earth opened its mouth right in the middle of all Israel and swallowed them up with their households, their tents, and every living thing that belonged to them. But it was your own eyes that saw all these great things the Lord had done, has done. Verse 8. Observe, therefore, all the commands I am giving you today so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you are crossing uh, the Jordan to possess. And so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give to them and their descendants and a land flowing with milk and honey. The land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come where you planted your seed and irrigated it uh, by foot as in a veg vegetable garden. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to, to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to its end. So if you faithfully obey the commands I am giving you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and olive oil. I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. Be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you, and he will shut up the heavens so that it will not rain, and the ground will not yield not yield nor no pro will yield no produce, forgive me. And you will soon perish from the good land the Lord is giving you. Verse 18. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses on, and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land of the Lord. Swore the land the Lord swore to give you your ancestors as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. If you carefully observe all these commands, I am giving you to follow to the love of the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him, and to hold fast to Him. Then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will dis dispossess nations larger and stronger than you. Every place you set your foot will be yours. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God, has, as he promised you, will put the terror and fear of you on the whole land wherever you go. 
Verse 26, See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The curse if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God and turn from the way that I commanded you today by following other gods which you have not known. When the Lord your God has brought you into the land you are entering to possess, you are to proclaim on Mount Gerizim the blessings and on Mount Ebal the curses. As you know, these mountains are across the Jordan toward the setting sun near the great trees of Mora in the territory of those Canaanites living in the Rabbah in the vicinity of Gilgal. You are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you have taken it over and are living there, be sure that you obey all the decrees and laws I am setting before you today. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, let's see it in the chat. What stuck out to you the most? What stuck out to you the most? Which verse stands out to you? Uh, what do you feel like you're getting from it? Okay. Uh, hold on. There it is. Okay. So, <clears throat> starting from the beginning, I, I, I really love this uh, chapter of Deuteronomy uh, because it is all about, really, the justice of God, right? Uh, we see at the end that God says, I put two things before you, blessing and curse. And really, it talks about how you and I have a choice to either walk in obedience and obey God and love God and serve God with all that we are, or to walk in the obedience of idols, right? And so he begins uh, chapter 11 by saying, love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. We are in this, um, we're in this uh, series as a church of how do I know God's will for my life? Let me just make it clear for you right now. This is the will of the Lord for your life. This is how you know God's will, that you love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. In other words, God's will for your life is for you to live for him, for you to love him, for you to serve him, for you to obey him. That's ultimately God's will for each and every single one of our lives, right? He says, love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his requirements, his decrees, um, and his his laws and his commands always. Um, remember today, verse 2, that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God. His majesty, his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, the signs he performed, and the things he did in the, in the heart of Egypt, both the Pharaoh and Egypt, his whole country, what he did to the army. So basically what he's saying to them is, remember that your children didn't see how good God was. Your children didn't see how faithful God was. Your children didn't see the miraculous things God did. Your children didn't see what he did to the Egyptians. 
Your children didn't see what he did to the Egypt's, to Egypt's army. Your children didn't see what happened to Datham and Abiram, uh, which were Israelites who sinned against God, who sinned against Moses, who sinned against the people of God. And basically God punished them by swallowing them up whole into the earth. He opened up the ground beneath them, the entire tribe, the entire family, and everything they owned went into it. And basically what he's saying is, Remember, your children were not the ones who have seen the power, the might, the strength, the faithfulness, the goodness, and the justice of God, right? And that's extremely important because it's our responsibility as parents. It is our responsibility as people to continue to share with our children and those who come after us the truth of God. The truth of God's word, the truth of his faithfulness, right? That's why he continues, he says, but it was your own eyes that saw these great things the Lord your God has done. And it's because we saw these things that we are responsible. In verse 8, it says, to observe, therefore, all the commands I am giving you today, so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, and so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give to them and their descendants and a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, what he's saying is, when you are faithful to obey God's word, God is faithful to keep his promises. You have to remember, and he's talking to people who experienced, right? It wasn't your children who saw this, right? We're talking because you have personally, this, this, this experience with God is a personal experience, right? I am to obey God, not because of somebody, something somebody told me. I know what God has done in my life personally. I know what God has done in my life personally. And because you know what God has done in your life personally, because you have personally experienced God's strength, his mercy, his kindness, and his judgment, then guess what? It's up to you to observe his commands. It's up to you to walk in obedience. And when you walk in obedience, when you obey the Lord, when you observe his commands, when you walk according to his ways, there is a blessing that comes with that. When you are faithful to obey his word, he is faithful to fulfill his promises. When you are faithful to obey his word, he is faithful to keep his covenant, right? And it tells him, what is that promise? For them, it was the land that was flowing with milk and honey. It was crossing into the Jordan. It was getting into Jericho. It was the land of Jerusalem, right? It was the land of Canaan that God had promised them from before, that God had promised the ancestors that he would give them, right? And so uh, in verse 10, it says, The land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come. Now, this is important because this is, this is what it looks like to walk in God's blessing. The land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come from, where you, you, you planted your seed and irrigated by foot as in a vegetable garden, right? This is not, the, not like the land of Egypt where you actually had to work the garden, 
in order for it to produce where you had to put in the work, right? Look how, look how good God is. He says, this is not like the land you, uh, the land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you planted your seed and irrigated by foot as in the vegetable garden. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess, to take possession of this is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. In other words, I'm going to bless you so much, you're not even going to have to be the one to water the land. You're not even going to be the one to irrigate the vegetables. You're not even going to be the one to irrigate in order for the land to produce. No, no, no. This land is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. I'm going to be the one to bring the fruit. I'm going to be the one to bring the blessing. In fact, verse 12 goes even further and it says it is a land the lord your god cares for right so he goes from in egypt you had to water you had to irrigate you had to sow in this land i'm gonna be the one that cares for it the eyes of the lord your god are continually on it from the beginning of the year to its end and let me tell you there is so much more blessing. There is so much more uh, provision. There is so much more fruitfulness that, goes, that comes from God caring for something than we could ever do. There is so much more fruitfulness. There is so much more produce that comes from God's hand being on something than you and I could ever, could ever begin to produce. Now, there, there are certain things that you and I can do, man, and, and you know this, right? Like some of us have have put so much effort into our careers and we have gone above and beyond, right? Like we've excelled, right? Some of us are are, are, are business savvy, we're entrepreneurial, we're, we're business owners, we're, we're, we're self-employed, and, and man, there's so much that I could do on my own. But can you imagine what your business would look like if God's hand was on it? Could you imagine what your career would look like if God's hand on it? Could you imagine what your marriage would look like if God's hand is on it? Like there is so much more that God can do than you can, than you can. And God says, when you walk in obedience, the promise that you walk into is one that I care for, is one that I produce, right? Verse 13 says, so if you faithfully obey the commands I am giving you today to love the Lord your God, to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season. Again, look at the language he's using. Then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains. So that you may gather in your grain, new wine in your grain, new wine and olive oil. So I am the one who takes care of it. I am the one who brings the rain. I am the one who will ensure that the harvest is plentiful. All you're gonna have to do is reap. But but the caveat to that is if you faithfully obey my commands we have to understand 
that there is a part that we have to play, right? There's a part that you and I have to play. There's a responsibility on us to be faithful to God as he is faithful to us. There is a responsibility on us to walk in the ways of the Lord. This isn't a thing like where there's ultra grace, okay? This is this is old covenant and new covenant. God blesses us, therefore we must be faithful to him. It is not that we must be faithful so God will bless us. That's not it. It's because God blesses us, we must be faithful to him. Because the moment we are not faithful to him, God removes his blessing. Right? We are no longer, we are no longer uh, positioning ourselves to be under the blessing of God if we are not faithful to obey his commands. God says, if you are faithful, I am faithful. God says, if you obey me, I will bless you. Right? So, so much so that I will provide the rain. I'll send the rain. I'll take care. I'll make sure that there is fruit in your land. All you're going to have to do is gather the harvest. Right? In verse 15, he says, I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. As much as God is a God of covenants, he is also a God of consequences. I'm going to say that again. As much as God is a God of covenants, he is also a God of consequences. And he says, serve me, love me, and obey me, and you will be blessed. However, if you serve others, you love others, you obey others, Others being other gods, you worship other things, your your affections, your delight, your attention is on other things. Then he says, and there will be judgment, right? That's not a bad thing. That's called the justice of God. If we obey, if we love, if we serve, then God blesses. us. If we serve others, if we obey others, if we love others or other things, then there will be judgment. And that is called the justice of God, right? Verse 14, I'm sorry, verse 16. This is where it gets important, right? He says, be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. We have to be careful. We have to be careful because the enemy is always looking to, to 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 detour us to get us to set our gaze on something else right the enemy's always looking to 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 get us to worship something else to get us to to focus on something else and and God says be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and worship and we see that this was the problem that Israel had as we continue throughout their history right they had this cycle that they would go on of we're going to love God, we're going to obey him, and then they were enticed and they turned away from God and they worshiped other gods and we saw the curse of God over them and God turned them over to the idols that they would be worshiping and it never went well for them and God said, be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. And it says, verse 17, then the Lord's anger will burn against you. He will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain and the ground will yield no produce 
and you will soon perish from the good land the Lord is giving you. There's blessing and there's curse. You and I have a choice. Verse 18, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. What does that mean? We are to meditate on the word of the Lord day and night. You want to safeguard yourself from being enticed to turn away. Stay in the word of God. You want to safeguard your life and be careful to not make the wrong decisions, to not take the wrong paths. That can only be done if we take the word of God and we make it a top priority in our lives. He continues and he says in verse 19, teach them to your children, talking to them about it. When you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, hear me, parents, hear me, parents, the responsibility of raising our children, of sharing the word with our children is not on the church. And I say that as a pastor, the responsibility of the salvation of our children is not in our kids workers. It's not in our family pastor. It's not on Pastor Sean. It's not on myself. It's not in our youth pastor and young adults pastor, Pastor Harry. No, no, no. He says, teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. The responsibility of sharing the word of God, of sharing the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the mercy of God, the truth of God is on the parents at home. We at church have them for a, a, an hour and maybe 10 minutes, an hour and maybe 10 minutes every week. You have them every day of their lives, right? It is our responsibility as parents to ensure that we are directing, leading, guiding our children to the Lord, right? It is not my sons, Micah and Josiah. They're my responsibility. My kids have a youth pastor at home. My kids have a kids pastor at home. His name is Daddy and her name is Mommy. And my wife and I, we are careful to to take every opportunity that we can to teach our kids about God. We, we, when we're having dinner together, we'll sit down. We'll talk about our days and we'll open up the scripture. You know, uh, I was so blessed last night. I, I, I laid my son down to bed and uh, every night we gather together. Every night we, we lay them in bed and every night we'll pray together. They'll pray a prayer. I'll pray a prayer over them or my wife will pray a prayer over them. And uh, last night, as I was tucking my son Micah in bed, he said, Daddy, I'm going to stay up and read. I said, okay, cool. What are you going to read? He says, I'm reading through the story of Joseph. And he had his Bible next to him in his bed, nine years old. And he's reading through the book of Genesis. Now, that was his bedtime. I could have been like, nobody lights out because it was pretty late. I said, you know what? No, 
you go ahead and you read that word. You go ahead and you read about the story of Joseph. What are you reading about the story of Joseph? He says, Daddy, I'm reading about how his brothers came back into the land. And so, and then we began this dialogue. Oh, man, buddy, what would you do if your brother sold you into slavery? And, and now they, they came back into the land. And he said, Daddy, I would make sure that I would fart in their face. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, buddy, you keep reading the story and see what Joseph did, right? <laughs> but the, but the, the point is that, like, we're making it a priority. We're making it a priority, you know? And we're having discussions, and we're talking about the Bible, and they're reading it on their own. We're creating this longing within them. To, to know the word of God, to, to want to know God. And that's our responsibility as parents. Nobody else's. Nobody else's. My my mother, my wife's mother would, um my, my wife, as she was growing up, she would struggle a lot with fear and anxiety. And my mother-in-law, she's a nurse, um, and she worked in the hospital for many years. And she would take these prescription pads from work, and she would write out Bible verses as prescriptions for my wife to read to, to combat the fear and the anxiety. Come on. Her dad would do prayer walks with her. It is our responsibility. Hear me. This is important. To pass on the spiritual legacy to our children, to lead them to the Lord and to ensure that they're walking in the ways of the Lord. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they shall walk. And when they grow old, they shall never depart from it. And uh, by the grace of God, that's been my wife's testimony. Her parents did an incredible job uh, of teaching her in the ways of the Lord. And so um, verse 21, it says, so that your days, write them on verse 20, so write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. Hear me, when you live according to the word of God, God promises a life that is both full and plentiful, full and plentiful. And that's what this entire chapter is about. I'm going to culminate with jumping down to 26 because this sums it up completely the same way we began is how we end see i am setting before you today a blessing and a curse god says i i give you two options two options on one hand you have blessing on another hand you have curse my question to us today is which will we choose the options are simple you walk in the love of the lord and you obey him and you obey his words and you live according to his word. That's choosing blessing. Or you do the opposite. And God is not bad. He is not evil. You choose the judgment of God, the curse of God with making the wrong decision decision, and choosing to walk in a way that is not pleasing to God. And God says, see, I'm setting before you today blessing and curse. The blessing, if you obey the commands, verse 27, of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The curse, if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God. 
and turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods, which you have not known. And let me tell you, other gods does not mean Allah, Buddha, like those are other gods, lowercase g, gods. But it, it goes beyond that. For some of us, we have made a god of our finances. For some of us, we have made a god of our careers. For some of us, we have made a god of our relationships. For some of us, we've made a god of our families. For some of us, our children have become idols. For some of us, our schooling has become idol. What is it that we are choosing above and beyond God that's keeping us from the blessing of God here today? Because God says, I'm placing before you today a blessing and a curse. And if things are not going well in our lives, it may just be, it may just be, not always the case, but it may just be that we are not walking in the ways of the Lord. I want to encourage you. I'm telling you, it is always better to walk in the Lord than it is to walk in the world. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you all today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your promise that when we obey you, we love you, we serve you. God, you are faithful, you are good, and your promises are yes and amen. God, you are so faithful that even though we do not deserve it, you have a land that you lead us into of promise, of fruitfulness, of blessing over our lives. But we have to keep our responsibility of walking in your ways. God, help us to be faithful to you. Help us to make your word a priority. Help us, God, to, to not just be hearers of your word, but to be doers of your word, that we might build our houses on the rock of Jesus and walk in the blessing that our lives would not be shaken, that our lives would not be full of turmoil, that we would not have to strive and to work and to, and, to, and to toil, God, but that you will just simply water and produce and bless our lives. And so, Lord, I just pray right now, if we've ever walked in disobedience, that you would forgive us, that you would have mercy over us, God. But, Lord, I pray that you would give us the grace to be able to walk in your ways, to choose blessing over curse. God, that our lives would be fruitful. God, I pray for us as parents that, Lord, you would help us, lead us, guide us, direct us in the ways that we should raise our children and uh, help us to assume our positions as teachers and pastors and, and, and parents, God, to raise our children in your way, to teach them the truth of your word, God. And to, to create a passion and a love for you and your ways, God. Uh, if we have not done that, Lord, I pray that you would forgive us, God. Uh, but help us, give us the strength to assume the position and to ensure that our children are following in your ways and that we are teaching them the word day and night when we get up and when we lay down, when we sit at the table, when we're walking with them, God. Help us to lead them, to guide them, to steward our, our responsibility as parents well. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, we love you guys. 
We love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you guys on Sunday. God bless you.